My family and I have been living in a homeless shelter since the very first day that my city was officially on lockdown. The complex used to be an old motel and in each room there's about four people. Thankfully since mine is the only family here, we get to have a room to ourselves. That being said, we've been through a number of neighbors on either side of our room, and as you can expect, not all of them were good. You have your typical druggies and mentally unstable people, but surprisingly, the worst was a man that we had actually become friends with. Let's call him David. David had been one of our first set of neighbors on the left side. He was a bald man in his late 20s to early 30s of average height and build. He wore glasses, a bright red beard, and he had a friendly disposition. My parents had started talking to him whenever they went outside for a smoke. My mother could talk to anyone and she would always make friends, but my dad, well, he's a bit more reserved and introverted, a lot like me. So the fact that he had also started talking to David made me immediately trust him. A horrible decision. My mother eventually insisted that I come meet him. He was exactly the kind of person that I usually get along with. He was mildly crude, sarcastic, and always down to talk about really deep and dark things. I befriended him rather quickly, and we discussed everything from stupid conspiracy theories to even childhood trauma. Both me and my 16-year-old brother were actually really quite fond of him, but this obviously didn't last. It started out small. He would talk about sex, his previous wife's affairs, and things of that nature. At first, I was really happy that he was talking to me like an adult. I had just turned 18 years old in February and I was still a little shocked about how differently people were treating me. Things had started to escalate fairly soon after that. He started hitting on me and talking about a hypothetical relationship between us. I'm pretty used to this kind of behavior as I've been creeped on long before anywhere near the age of consent, but it still felt wrong that a man that was a bare minimum of 10 years older than me was being so forward to my barely legal self. However, I'm extremely unsocial and I recently lost the remainder of all my friends, so I was just really desperate for human contact outside of my family, so I would just politely decline him and just laugh it off. One day when my parents and I were all outside, David came outside as well. He made really friendly conversations with us and eventually the topic drifted to the staff that work here. For some context, there's always staff and at least one security guard that's working at all times. They do room checks, symptom checks, deliver meals, do laundry, and so on. Most of them are pretty chill, but there are a few of them who really abuse their power and make the residents' lives miserable. Also, the owners are super shady and do a lot of things that aren't exactly okay. So when David had then said that the security guard was going around the back of the building and looking in bathroom windows to make sure no one was smoking or doing drugs in there, well, my parents believed him. They really just hate the way the place is run and they're always mad about something. So they were pretty quick to board the how dare they train. I, on the other hand, just took the information with a grain of salt. I wasn't so eager to believe in rumors that really have no ground to stand on. For all I knew, it could have been started by a junkie that was tripping and just thinking what he was seeing was real. A few nights later, when I was using the bathroom, I had heard the crunching of footsteps right outside. 
Now, the complex is surrounded by orchards, so it's not really uncommon to hear walking among the trees. But something in the pit of my stomach told me something was off. I snapped my head up just in time to then see a pale figure jerk away from the bug screen right on the open window. I quickly finish up, all the while the window never leaving my line of sight. The moment my pants are up, I decide to bolt and then run to tell my parents. They're pretty much both beyond pissed. They pretty much immediately assume that it was security. That is, until they open our door only moments after the occurrence, to then see that the only security that was working on that night was still up at the front gate. Not only that, but the man wasn't white. So whoever's face I saw, it wasn't him. This immediately confused them. On the next morning, my parents are asking everyone if they saw or heard anyone outside their bathroom windows last night. There was a resounding no from everyone, but what really struck me as odd the most was that no one had even heard of the rumor about security. It seems like everyone here is extremely paranoid, so the fact that such a serious accusation was apparently not even being discussed was more than a bit strange to me. My parents just assumed that David had just been messing with us or that someone had been messing with him. I wanted to believe that too. After that, I was so freaked out that I started closing the window every time I went in there. Right around this time, the weather started getting really warm, which meant that clothes started getting more revealing so that we wouldn't fry in the late spring sun. I guess this was a little too much for David to handle, as he started being even more forward than he was before even around my parents. This didn't sit well with them. It eventually got so bad that they requested he be moved to a different room. He wasn't. I started staying inside at all times when I could and just avoiding David when I couldn't. He must have noticed this as he became increasingly aggressive every time he approached me. He would always holler at me from across the complex and also watch me intently whenever I walked my dog. I had started noticing a very David-shaped silhouette right outside our window in the dead of night whenever my family was asleep, peeking into the tiny gaps in the thin curtains. I would really like to say that I told my parents, but I didn't. I was really afraid that they would make a big stink about it and that we'd get kicked out and then have nowhere to go in the middle of a pandemic, so I just kept quiet. David was eventually moved, but not before he scared me one last time. I was once again in the bathroom. I had just gotten out of the shower, and I was brushing my teeth with my towel wrapped around my body. I had music playing and was dancing around, just generally having a good time. It was such a good time that I apparently forgot that I didn't close the window. I had left it open during my shower to reduce the amount of steam, and I meant to close it when I got out. Thankfully, the shower was on the same wall as the window, making it physically impossible to see into it. The sink that I was standing at, however, well, that was in full view of the window. This realization then hit me like a ton of bricks, when I then suddenly became hyper-aware of the feeling of being watched. I tried to act natural, really hoping it was just my paranoia. I finished brushing my teeth, then opened up the medicine cabinet to put away my toothbrush. As I was closing it, I made sure to stop at an angle where I could see the reflection of the window in the mirror. Lo and behold, there he was. 
David was stood there with his face pressed against the bug screen. I was frozen in fear. The worst part was when he realized he had been caught, he didn't even move away immediately. He didn't even have the decency to look shocked or ashamed. No. He looked so smug, so self-satisfied. And then he moved with his footsteps crunched off into the distance. I never saw him again after that, and I never told my parents about it or about him watching me while I slept. It still really freaks me out to think about it, especially since he has two daughters of his own. I only hope that they're never put into his custody. Even if he doesn't do anything to them, I really can't imagine what growing up with a father that acts like this would do to a girl. Somehow I really don't think that he'd set a very good standard for them. Hopefully you all agree with me. Just for some context, I'm about 5 foot 6 and about 220 pounds and I'm 15 years old. I'm also in high school and I don't really like talking to people as I have the worst anxiety. I would say I'm fairly good looking but nothing to gush about and a little bit on the bigger side. The story happened in November of 2019. It was a normal day and I actually had a really great day. I knew that if I enjoyed myself in school though that something bad was probably going to be happening at home. I never enjoy myself in school. Everything was pretty good up until my walk home. When school was over I got on the bus as normal. The ride seemed faster than normal that day. Something was telling me that I needed to call my mom to pick me up from the bus stop, but I couldn't. The previous day I had gotten my phone taken away for personal reasons. Anyways. I got to my stop and got off. I walked and I'm about halfway home when I suddenly feel that feeling when you just know someone is watching you. I can't really explain it, but I felt it. I'm now in my neighborhood and there's barely any cars anywhere riding past. The street that I live on is like a horseshoe. It's kind of like a hill. Most of the people on my street are older and barely ever leave their houses. As I was walking down the street, a young man walks out of a house. He looked about 17 years old, 6 foot 3, and had a muscly build. His body didn't really match his age, but I didn't really pay any attention, thinking that maybe he played sports because our town is pretty big on sports and training. Usually I would pull out my phone and act like I didn't see or hear someone trying to talk to me, but today I couldn't do that. He smiled and waved at me and I did the same because I didn't want to be rude. Suddenly he walked all the way down his driveway and then struck up a conversation with me. At first it was just typical small talk as usual. Then he began to move closer and before I knew it he had his hand right on the small of my back then guiding me right up the driveway. I asked him what he was doing and he continued to walk me up the driveway. I tried to struggle but he wrapped his arm around my waist so tightly and just continued. I started to yell at him to let me go, but then he put his hand right over my mouth and I was silenced. I honestly thought that I would never see my family again, never experience prom, homecoming, get a job, get married, you know all of the things you're supposed to do in life. I didn't want to be near him one more second, so I had to think. What could I do to at least stun him? I decided to bite his hand. He then let go and started to scream in pain. 
After he let go, I ran down the street and then pulled my key and stumbled to get my key into the door. When I turned to look back, I saw him running down the street absolutely enraged. He didn't yell or say anything, just ran. I eventually unlocked the door and stumbled into the house and then locked it. I ran to my room and then closed the door. Almost immediately, my mother yells up to me and asks me what's wrong. I say nothing and I just sit there, too in shock to cry or to do anything. Yesterday I went for a walk and I had finally decided that I was ready to go back outside and right as I made my way up to the hill to the top of the street, a wave of dread then washed over me. I wanted to turn back but I decided to take the horseshoe back around to my house. I made it past the house and before I knew it I was right on the other side of the horseshoe. The feeling was still there. Since we're in quarantine, I was really surprised to see a figure walking behind me. He had a really large dog with him and he had then walked with long strides. He then caught up to me rather quickly. As soon as I saw his face, I stopped. I couldn't move. He then started to smile with such a creepy smile. Even now, I can't get it out of my head. Every time I close my eyes, he's there. He had started to wander down the street until he slowly walked up to me. Hey, remember me? I couldn't respond. You know, it was really rude the way you ran away from me the last time we spoke. He moved a little closer until his lips were right on my ear. I'm gonna make sure you don't run this time. I snapped out of my trance when I once again felt his hand on my waist. This time, however, he wasn't even trying to be gentle. He was practically ripping my shirt. Just then at that moment, I had saw a car turn down my street and I started waving my hands like a crazy person. By the time they slowed down to see what was wrong, he was gone. He must have ran through the people's yards or something. Hey, are you good? Everything okay here? It was my neighbor's eldest son. I was so grateful for him being there. I then totally broke down. He ended up driving me down the street to my home, and despite having him right next to me while I told my parents, they didn't believe me. It's so frustrating that the ones that are supposed to be there for you think that you're lying about something so serious. Since they don't believe me, I decided to write it here. I haven't ran into the guy since, and I'm really glad. I hope sharing my story will help someone. Just be careful out there. A long time ago when I was 14 years old, during summer vacation of 1998, some new neighbors had moved into the house next to mine, and in moved in a kid we'll call Chris. This kid was a troublemaker, and in retrospect, he was someone that I definitely shouldn't have gotten mixed up with. He was 16 years old and two grades ahead of me. At first, I really kind of looked up to him in a big brother kind of way. The first couple of times we hung out, we had a lot of fun playing video games and just being kids. We went up to his room and he had all kinds of rock band posters all over the walls. Something that kind of struck me as odd was the two stuffed animals that he had on his dresser. One was a teddy bear that had safety pins and sewing needles all over its face. The other was a dog that was ripped open and what looked like a red marker drawn around the cut, making it look like blood. I was a little creeped out by this, but Chris had then distracted me by then asking, Hey, have you ever seen a Playboy? And then handed me a magazine. 
I was pretty excited by this, being a 14 year old that had only seen porn a few times. Back then the internet was something only a few houses had, so I wasn't able to access the treasure trove of porn online. I quickly forgot all about those stuffed animals and then had my attention on the magazines. A few days later we hung out again. There was an open field in a really wooded area nearby and we headed out there. Chris was carrying a duffel bag with him. I asked him what was in it and all he told me was, just some stuff, don't worry about it. When we got to the field, he then said to me in a really harsh voice, don't tell my dad about this, then opened up the bag. He pulled out a small BB gun, a pocket knife, and what looked to be some throwing darts. He took out the BB gun, pointed it around, but didn't shoot anything. Then he pointed it right at me and said, bang. He was laughing while doing this and calling me a little wimp, but I was seriously freaked out by that gesture. Then he pointed the gun at a nearby group of birds and then fired. I wasn't able to tell if he hit one or not, and they all flew away. He then said let's go and packed up the bag and then motioned for me to follow him. We headed a little bit into the nearby forest when we got to a really small pond. Chris set down the bag and then got out one of the darts. He walked around just staring at the ground. I asked him what he was doing and he just told me to shut up in response. Then he threw the dart down on the ground. I heard him muttering to himself and start slamming down his foot on the ground. Then he said, Ha! Got it! I saw him reach down and then pull up a squashed frog. He then started to shove it right in front of my face as if it were some kind of sick trophy or something. I poked it with my finger and it slightly twitched. The poor thing was still alive. Chris noticed it as well and then set it on a nearby tree stump. He got out the knife and flicked it open. Here. I want you to cut it open, he said as he handed me the knife. This is the moment where I realized there was definitely something wrong with this kid. I really didn't want to do it, so I told him I didn't know how. Just do it, he says back to me. I took the knife and I then held it near the helpless little frog. Up to this point, I had never really killed anything besides small insects. I just stared at it for a few seconds feeling sorry for it. Come on, what are you waiting for? Are you some kind of loser? Grow some balls and kill it, Chris said to me. My heart was beating in fear. I closed my eyes and lowered the knife. I felt the tip of the knife then hit the tree stump and I opened my eyes. I had missed. Chris was getting angry at me and he then started shouting at me. You little idiot! and he punched me in my side. He was a really big guy and this really hurt. I knew he would punch me again if I didn't comply, so I very squeamishly stabbed the frog. It let out a starving little croak, then died. I can only hope it was quick for that poor animal. Took you long enough, you wuss, Chris said as he took the knife from my hand and then started cutting the frog all apart. He had really took pleasure in mutilating its dead body, pulling out its organs and even ripping its legs off. He then threw the remains into the pond and then said, We gotta get back. My dad doesn't know I took this stuff. I was all too happy to leave. 
we eventually got back and stood in his driveway. So if my dad ever finds out about this, I'm going to kick your ass. He walked to his backyard and then disappeared behind his house. I tried avoiding Chris after that day. We had played video games a few more times, but he was still kind of a jerk to me, and I really didn't want to hang out with him anymore. Once school started, he was a junior while I was a freshman in high school. I didn't really see him much, and he began to hang out with some kids that were just as rough as he was. I remember passing by his friends one morning before classes started, and he had then shouted, Hey, there's my loser neighbor, and he threw a pencil at me while his friends laughed about it. Then one night I saw a cop car show up to his house. I don't know exactly what it was about, but I didn't see Chris in school after that. Later on, my dad had told me that apparently Chris's dad told him that Chris had been caught with drugs. I saw him a few times during the next summer, but he just slightly waved saying hello and sometimes he would ignore me entirely. The next school year, he was then transferred to a different school. He moved out quickly after graduating high school, and I never saw him again after that. Looking back on everything over two decades later, I realize now just what a messed up bad kid Chris really was. Anyone that enjoys killing helpless animals and mutilating their dead bodies clearly has some mental issues. To this day, whenever I see a frog or toad, I still think of that poor little frog I stabbed, and I can hear its death croak. I really have no idea where Chris is today. He doesn't have a Facebook profile or any social media, and he has a fairly common last name. Both my parents and those neighbors moved out of that neighborhood, and they never kept in touch with each other. I would really like to hope Chris got the help he needed, and that he was able to keep his violent tendencies under control. However, if he didn't, it really wouldn't surprise me if he's in jail or even dead right now. I just really, really hope that he never hurt anyone or any other animals. Unfortunately, however, deep down I really doubt that's the case. When I was 25 years old, there was a short time when I was staying at my aunt's. It was her and my two cousins and I. She lives in a nice apartment complex and her unit is on the lower level. Her living room has a lot of windows that she keeps open for fresh air as well as for her cats to people watch. Her unit happens to be on the corner near a really grassy courtyard path. When I had first moved in, I had noticed a man who started to give me a really off vibe. My cousins and aunts said that he lived upstairs two units over and that he was apparently recovering from really hard drugs that permanently messed him up. His parents paid for him to stay there as they didn't really want him with them. They also said that other than hearing him mumble and say weird things, no one has ever really had an issue with him. My aunt works nights and she usually leaves at around 3am. My younger cousin also works nights and he leaves at 2am. They usually left my same age cousin and I who are the only two there until we leave for work around 8. For some context. It's a very open living room to dining room floor plan. My aunt always has people staying over, so she has a second couch right in the dining room instead of a table. This was where I slept. She stayed on the one in the living room. My aunt has also never been one to lock her doors. That is, until this incident. 
One night I'm on my phone trying to sleep at about 1am and I then hear a man yelling. He's yelling, don't shoot, and banging on the door to the right of ours. Two male college students lived there and they told him he had the wrong apartment and to leave. He says sorry and walks off. I'm looking through the kitchen window which is in the direct line of sight from my couch bed and it's the really weird neighbor who then sees me and grins. He then walks back to his home. I was pretty unsettled but not enough to wake anyone up over it. I had told my family nonchalantly the next day. My cousin and I watch a movie and head off to bed. I have a really hard time staying asleep but I woke up this time to the feeling of someone watching me. I check my phone and it's around 3.30 a.m., so I know it's not my aunt or cousin. I decide to sit up and figure I'll go watch TV on my aunt's couch since she was already gone. As I'm in the living room, the feeling gets stronger. That's when I then see the shadow of a person standing still in the grass courtyard staring right in. I froze. I immediately go back to my couch to get my phone. As I do so, the person's gone. I'm now trying to calm myself down thinking of waking up my cousin when I then hear the creepy man's voice. He's now at the kitchen window which looks out directly right in front of her front door. I drop to the floor out of his line of sight and start frantically trying to call my cousin. The man is now saying things at the window and front door like, I'm not going to hurt you, I'm unarmed, over and over again. His face is up against the window. He then starts talking about how he wants to pet the cats that he saw through the window. I can't get a hold of my cousin. At this point, it's been about 20 minutes of this. In this completely clown shit situation, I really didn't have many options. I could jump and run for a knife, but I need to go to the kitchen. I could try to respond and ask him to leave, but I've learned when you underestimate crazy, you always lose every time. I now hear him knocking and knocking while repeating his nonsense. I'm now doing that ridiculous looking snake slither across the floor down the hall now. I see the door handle start to turn. I'm about to jump up when my cousin bursts out of his room directly across from the front door. He starts yelling at the guy that he needs to get the hell off his porch and that he's calling the cops. The man tries to say, I'm unarmed. I'm not going to hurt you. Don't be afraid. My cousin completely goes off yelling that that's freaking dandy but it's 4am and that he really needs to leave or he's calling the cops. So the guy backs up with his hands in the air and finally leaves. Needless to say, we didn't go back to sleep. My aunt was called who called the apartment manager. During the next day when I came home from work, I saw his parents there packing moving boxes in a truck from his place. Maybe he was trying to get me to open the door by seeming friendly. Maybe he had a bad trip and really wanted to pet a cat to feel better. I guess we'll never know.